Welcome in Season 10, Episode 2 of Cheap Seats. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Anthony Schulte. I'm joined by... Jameson Fanning. How's it going, everybody? And going Ben good. Shadle. Ben, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Anthony? I'm, do- I'm doing great. Well, I'm doing great because the USA won World Cup. I'm doing bad because mm-hmm. the Pistons lost by 30. Yep. But we're going to talk about the World Cup. United States men's national team just beat Iran 1-0 mm-hmm. to move on to the... Elimination stage, correct? Yeah, the knockouts, yes. The, the group knockouts. 16, yep. Yes. Uh, we'll be going up against the Netherlands, the winner of Group A. That'll that'll be a fun one. The mm-hmm. last time we played them was in 2015. We won 4-3, to three, so, I mean, that looks pretty good, but we're both yep. very different teams than we were then, so we'll see. I mean, I always have hope. I mean, we've got Christian Pulisic, mm-hmm. Tim Weah, Weston McKenney, a bunch of good players. I mean, and a very Matt good goalkeeper. Mm-hmm. Very Matt good Turner. Goal. Matt yes. Turner. Yeah. Matt Turner. I mean, of course, I love him because I'm also a really big Arsenal fan. He's Arsenal's goalkeeper, so I have some extra love for him. Mm-hmm. But he has done phenomenally oh, so yeah. far. I mean, he's only let in one goal, and that happened to be on a corner kick by Gareth Bale against Wales. And I mean, Gareth Bale is a really good striker. Oh yeah, that is what he is known for. So I mean, letting in your only goal that you've let in being a penalty against Bale. That is not a bad showing. That is wonderful. Mm-hmm. I mean, he did wonderful during the England-USA game because that was a big game. You know, um, geez, I'm so loud. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But, yeah, no, that was a great game. A lot of good attacks on both sides. Yep. I mean, we've got Christian Pulisic. They've got Harry Kane, mm-hmm. one of the most famed players in the entire sport. So, yeah, we'll just have to see where it goes. I mean... Gakpo for uh, the Netherlands is really good, so we'll we'll just see. I have hope, but you never know what's going to go on with the World Cup, and that's why I love it. That's why I love the beautiful game. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. I, I, I was looking at Instagram the other day and other social medias, and I saw this great story about Matt Turner. A, a while ago, Matt Turner, was uh, was when he went to college, and he played uh, soccer in college, and he was actually on SportsCenter's not top ten plays. He was number one on that. He, was, he went from that to going undrafted, got signed by a team, and now he's the goalkeeper for the USA men's national team. That's What a story right there. It's oh, really yeah. impressive. Yeah, he's been, he's been, I mean, there were a couple of saves yesterday where, like, my heart sank. A couple of shots that um, Iran, Iran gave Matt Turner. Those are some great saves. I mean, it was a very, especially towards the end. Oh, my God. That was such the a great The extra game. time. They got uh-huh. so close to scoring multiple yep. times. That was terrifying. Even that one time, I think, what was it? Matt Turner was outside of the goal, and then it was saved by, I don't know who came in. Someone came in and kicked the ball away, but that ball was about to go in and tie the ball game and send Iran to the um, group stages, or past the group stages, pardon me. So, yeah, uh, I do have one fear, though, about the game with mm-hmm. the Netherlands, and that's that Christian Pulisic is currently in the hospital. Yeah, I was about to bring up. Yeah. He has an abdominal injury. He yeah. suffered that when he scored the goal. He ran into the goalkeeper of Iran, mm-hmm. And, and you could see him just on the ground, mm-hmm. writhing in pain for minutes on end. And, you know, shout out Christian Pulisic because he finished the half. Mm-hmm. He finished the he half. He was playing. In, he was in terrible, terrible pain, and he kept playing with his brothers on that. I mean, shout out to him. That was, that was wonderful to watch. That is what we call commitment. Exactly, exactly. So World Cup's going to continue Saturday at 9 a.m., I believe. Against the Netherlands, USA Netherlands. That'll I know it's for Fox. sure Saturday. It uh, is Saturday. I'm pretty sure it's at 9 a.m. on Fox. So 9. we're all going to be tuned into that and rooting on our boys over in Qatar. Now, 
Let's move on to some NFL football. Ben, this is yours. This is your strong suit. This is my stuff, guys. NFL football. Jamie, you're the World Cup guy. Me, I mean, I personally, I'm the NFL guy. Anthony, you're the NBA guy. Yep, that's how that's how it is. That's how it'll go. How it goes. All right, so the NFL schedule for this week. Bills Patriots tomorrow. That's going to be a good one. Josh Allen against the Patriots, and then another matchup I'm I'm really looking at here for this week. We have Titans Eagles. Titans Eagles is going to be a good definitely, one. The Eagles have yeah. the best record in the NFL, but it's all about, you know, can the Eagles defeat a solid team, a good team? And the Titans, I think, are a solid team. With Derrick Henry, yes. With Derrick Henry. And they're going to be a good test, especially for that Eagles defense. And they have a, they have a, a mediocre defense, but, I mean, I want to see – I want to see another rushing performance like they had last week. Mm-hmm. I want to see I want to see them attack the air a little bit more. I want to see them utilize their receivers a little bit more, especially because AJ Brown. This is his uh, homecoming to Tennessee. Definitely. So I'm expecting a big game from AJ Brown. Definitely. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna I, that great right there, Anthony. But I'm gonna shift over to the Lions a little bit. It feels like every okay. time I get in a podcast, whatever, I I talk about how impressed I am with the Lions. The Lions right now are currently four and seven, which does mm-hmm. not sound great. But they're second in the NFC North. They're in the hunt. They're, they're in the hunt. In the hunt. The they're in the hunt. They have defeated a number of great teams, played mm-hmm. great football from what I've seen. And have kept it close with a lot of great exactly. teams, like the Eagles, exactly. the Bills. Yes. I mean, we lost oh on a God, barely was, made yes. field goal. That field goal was yes. barely between the uprights. Yes. And that's how we lost. I mean, and, and the Lions, we played, we had a couple big mistakes. A couple big mistakes on Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. But I feel like, yes, we should have won that game. Yes, we should have won that game. But keeping it close and taking it to the final five seconds or the final however many seconds we gave and We gave him, like, what, 23 seconds for Josh Allen to just zip the ball down the field and for them to mm-hmm. kick a field goal. Yeah. But staying with him until the final whistle. I mean, dude, 100% proud of this team. And, and we're already playing better than we were really predicted to. Definitely. You know? Definitely. I mean, you, you look at this, this team – there are so many questions uh, going into the season about the offense, what the offense is going to do after last season, how Jared Goff's going to do. And Jared Goff's played amazing. Uh, against the Seahawks, they put up 45 points, even though mm-hmm. they lost. Uh, against the Dolphins, they put up 27. They put up 31 against the Bears. I mean, this this offense is actually lethal. and they're actually the Eagles. I'm yeah, sure. they're, they're, they're one of the best, honestly, one of the best offenses in the NFL right now. You got all your upcoming prospects. I'm going to Ross St. Brown. I mean, come, come on. He's this guy can't elite. be stopped. This he's is your elite. go-to guy on third down, and he's done it over and over and mm-hmm. over again. Uh, Jared Goff has played unbelievable. So now the question is, is for you guys, I want to ask you guys this question. What do you what do you see going forward? Because for me personally, at the beginning of the season, I wanted the Lions to tank, and I wanted them to get Bryce Young. But with how well Jared Goff has been playing, do you want to just roll with Jared Goff as your, as your franchise quarterback uh, into the future? Well, how I see it is Jared Goff did make it to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. He did. You put the right weapons around Jared Goff, and he is a serviceable playoff quarterback. Definitely. Will he go and win you a Super Bowl on his own like a Josh Allen could, like Patrick Mahomes has, no. like Tom Brady has? No. no. He's not that type of player. But we can't ignore the fact that we're giving him Amon Ross St. Brown, an injured DJ Chark, Khalif Raymond and Josh Reynolds and Tom Kennedy. That's his receiver core, and he's what not to top mention five the loss, completion yeah, not, percentage. Not to mention the loss of T.J. Hawkinson. Exactly. We do. I mean, he's we're utilizing our tight ends more than ever now. Mm-hmm. I feel like getting rid of T.J. Hawkinson actually helped us. Yeah. In a way, because we're using um, why can't I think of his name? Brock Wright. Mm-hmm. We're using Brock Wright. We're using the new guy that we drafted. Forgot his name too. Look at me and my smart NFL <laughs> mind. 
Um, but Jared Goff, you put the right the right pieces next to him, the right weapons. If we go out and get another wide receiver to replace DJ Chark, because honestly, I'm sorry, DJ Chark is just not what I expected him to be. He is one of the biggest disappointments of this season. Yes, he's been injured. He's been injured. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt on that. But, I mean, you were he was injured most last season too, if, if, if I'm not mistaken. So, I mean, the injury concerns are there. But guess who's coming back? Guess who's going to make his debut in the next couple weeks? J-Mo. Yeah. Jamison Williams. That's huge. Jamison Williams, one of the best wide receivers. It's not the best wide receiver in college football a year ago before his ACL injury. Debatable whether he was the best in college football, but he was one of them. We Definitely. picked him at, what, 12? Definitely, yep. And, I mean, you're giving Jared Goff another, another piece. weapon. Another and piece. you keep giving him weapons. Going for going for to get a, a solid wide receiver to maybe combat DJ Chark's injury prone proneness, I guess if that's a word. I mean, Jared Goff is going to be the right quarterback. I feel like and unless we get Lamar Jackson, we're sticking with Goff. We and who knows? The Rams, we have the Rams first round pick. The Rams first yeah. round pick right now is at number five. Yep. We're going to have a top five pick if the Rams keep being or playing bad. They're probably not trotting out Matt Stafford for the rest of the year because he's had two concussions this year already. Cooper Cup's not coming back unless they make the playoffs. And if Matthew Stafford's not playing and Cooper Cup's not playing, they're not making the playoffs. No. So Cooper Cup's likely not coming back. Allen Robinson just had a season-ending injury. And Aaron Donald has an ankle injury. So they're 100% banged up. They, I mean, for what they were to begin with when they were healthy, they weren't good. And now they're even worse. So, mm-hmm. I mean... Why not? Why not? For the first time in, I guess, a couple, like, six, seven, eight years, why not just root for them to win? Exactly. Instead of losing. We, we, we will, if, if, say we don't make the playoffs. Okay, we have a, a 14, 15, 16, oh, around their pick, yeah. right? And we have pick number four or five. Package those two together, move up, and get your quarterback if you want If to. you want. If you want to. Or... Draft defense at five and wherever you are in the middle of the draft. Definitely. But why not? Because that trade was amazing. That Stafford for Goff trade, getting all those picks. That has set us up for we can now root for the Lions, for them to win, for them to make the playoffs, and we will still have a top overall pick. Mm-hmm. That is amazing to me. That is, I think, great luck. But, I mean, it makes this season more fun because now we can actually be like, let's go Lions, let's win. Not, hey, let's lose so we can get another top three overall pick. Definitely, so. definitely, and I think it all starts with uh, with with Dan Campbell. I mean, when he yeah. when he was first brought in, when with his first press conference, it was it was something different, something that mm-hmm. I personally have never seen before, and I loved it. You know, you needed a guy like him to come in and just beat the absolute crap out of these guys. You know what I mean? Like, we're gonna do this. We're gonna put your kneecap off. We're gonna need a pet line. Like, just the culture change that Dan Campbell has provided with this team, the energy and. The, the effort that you see out of this team is just different from previous years, you know? Mm-hmm. They they fight when they're down, they come back. When they're when they're up, they keep on the gas pedal. It's it's like they they have a new energy, you know what I mean? And that's yeah. that's something that really is hard to create in this league. I, I know personally because I've seen the Steelers and Mike Tomlin just sits down the sideline not doing anything. So, you know, that's great. But Dan Campbell is is unbelievable and I, I he's one of my favorite coaches in the NFL right now. He's just amazing at his job. Jamie, what are your thoughts on the Lions, buddy? Because you, you've been you've been you've been pretty silent here I during mean, this Lions discussion. I mean, y'all know I don't watch the NFL that much. Mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm not a like no, national yeah. major league football guy. It's not my cup of tea. But I mean, hold on, hold on, hold on. National major league football. 
No, you get what I mean. <laughs> you got what I meant, Anthony. <laughs> so, anyways, I want I want to take it over to the Steelers real quickly before we switch topics. Uh, the Steelers right now uh, currently Steelers. Yeah, uh, not not really impressed. Though we did get a win in Monday Night Football that's not, against that's the Indianapolis That's not saying Colts. much. It's the Colts, they, buddy. They, it's they a ate. Jeff Saturday-led Indianapolis they, Colts. They, they, okay. they beat the Raiders. They beat the Raiders, man. So I mean, they like, beat the, Everybody beats the Raiders. No, they the don't. Raiders. Are you nuts? All right, all right. Hold I, on. I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't pay attention to much uh, major league. I'm not paying much to that much <laughs> national football. But, I mean, that's like saying, oh, hey, we got a win, and it's against, like, this year's Houston, who has only one no, win No, 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 no. Oh, no, boy, no, 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 no. beat them. Good Beat the Raiders. Would you hey, like a, a win's a win. Wow, a win's you, a win. Do you, do you want a participation award? A win's a win, guy. Like, listen, okay, so here, here's my thing, right? The difference between the Steelers and the Lions, and, and the reason that the Steelers have, in my opinion, so much more success than the Lions is the fans. And that sounds really bad, but let me explain. <laughs> okay, right? okay, all right. I want to I hear you out on this. Right oh, now, this. right now, every single Steelers fan at 4-7 and seven is beyond furious. This is awful. This is terrible. We have to shed everything. And like you, we, Our expectations are so high, right? The Lions right now, a lot of Lions fans, including myself, our Lions fan, are happy to be 4-7. and seven. There's a major difference in that, right? Like, do you understand sure. what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I get that. It all comes down to ownership as well because Sheila Ford has made so many wrong decisions, and the fact that she just, like, lets this happen is abysmal. It's awful, right? Art Rooney of the Steelers has pulled different guys in. He's Anthony, I talked to you about this the other day. Do you know how many coaches the Steelers have had since 1969? I don't know, like three or four? That was the year my dad was born. 53 years, they've had three. They've had yeah. three coaches, Chuck Knoll, Bill Cowher, and Mike Tomlin. Mm-hmm. That says the, the the amount of success and demanding for success that the Steelers I mean, Mike organization Tomlin's has never had. Mike Tomlin has never ended with a record no. under 500. I mean, that's, that's going to change this right year. Now. That's going to change this year, but that, that's that's okay. You know, With the young quarterback coming in, Kenny Kitten, Kenny Pickett, Pickett. The, the worst offensive coordinator in the entire league in Matt Canada, uh, you got to have expectations that you know, you're going you're gonna to settle down a little bit this year. But every Steelers fan is so disgusted. With this four and seven record and how bad we are playing, well, you, how can they look at you, at the roster? How can they look at the Steelers roster and be like, "Yeah, we should have a winning record and be in the playoffs." The defense like, is one of the best in the NFL. Yes, if they're the healthy. defense, but yes, defense wins championships, but you can't win without scoring points. I agree. <laughs> you need a I serviceable offense at least, and. Yeah. I mean, Najee Harris has been nothing more, nothing less than a disappointment this yeah, season. He's played a little bit better the past. He's played a little games. bit better, but now he's injured. So like, yeah. I mean, it's so now he's happen. playing better, but now he's injured. It's so gonna happen. It's good, but I mean, the beginning of the year, I mean, you need Najee Harris to be an elite running back the whole year. You're not an elite running back unless you're elite consistently. Uh-huh. This year, Jonathan Taylor, I'm sorry, he's not an elite no. running back. Najee Harris, you're not elite either. No. You need to be consistently good to elite to be elite. Josh Jacobs, elite. Yes. Kenneth Walker, elite. MSU baby, go green. Najee Harris. Not so much. I so, mean, yeah. who are? I mean, y- y'all tra- traded Chase Claypool. I mean, we um, did chase trade Chase Claypool, and that's a great trade in my opinion. You, you guys know, have you that rookie, that rookie right George here, Pickens. George Pickens, unbelievable player. He should have been a first round pick. We snatched him in the late second round mm-hmm. last year, and th- that that's another thing. You know, the Steelers in in previous years, if you go back, the Steelers have been one of the best drafting teams in the entire league. Yeah. They got all the receivers from the second round. Chase Claypool, second round pick. George Pickens, second round pick. Mm-hmm. Deontay Johnson, second round pick. Pat Frymuth, second round pick. You you go back and you look at all these Hall of Famers and great All Stars and Pro Bowlers that the Steelers have selected in the later rounds, and it's 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 shocking. It's unbelievable. Antonio Brown, who was mm-hmm. one of the best players in the entire league, Until he lost at one point, mind. 
until he got hit by Vontez Perfect. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, was a six-round pick. The Steelers know how to draft, so when, when we go into draft night, I'm not concerned about that. I'm I'm more concerned about how these players are going to be progressed. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And as as you can see this year, there are so many great strides that a lot of these young players are making. George Pickens is already a, a, almost a Pro Bowl wide receiver from the big plays that he's making. Mm-hmm. With the Claypool trade, that now opens up Pickens to get more receptions and more games and you know more snaps as a whole. That's also one less weapon for exactly Pickens. exactly yeah. So. The problem in the offense, in my opinion, in the first couple of games, was that you had Deontay Johnson, who was a great route runner, one of the best yeah. in the league, in my opinion. Then you had Chase Claypool and George Pickens, who literally were the exact same receiver. Both tall, both big, both huge guys that could run jet sweeps. But mostly what you did on the third down at A's, you just tossed it deep to him and helped the guy they went up and got it. You know what I mean? Yeah. They they were the fact that now we've gotten rid of Claypool for basically a first round pick because the Bears pick is now th- number thirty three, which is first in the second round. The fact that we've gotten rid of him now allows George Pickens to step up, and you saw what a great catch he made on Monday night. If you guys watched that game, that was an incredible catch. I mean, the fact that the Steelers are are progressing, and that's all I want to see. Kenny Pickett is taking strides. He's making plays that veteran quarterbacks can't make, but he's also making plays that rookie quarterbacks should be able to make. You know, So there's a, a little bit of inconsistency there, which we want to see worked out a little bit. But um, like I said before, it's all about culture. It's all about the mm-hmm. fans. And the fans right now for the Lions are so happy. Four and seven, we're playing great. The well, you got to look at last season, we were three and 13 and one. Exactly. So having because four that, wins at this point that, in the that, season that's is the whole. That's the whole point is yeah. that like, the Lions are used to yeah. getting the first pick in the draft or used yeah. to missing the playoffs and getting the crappy lottery pick so you don't progress anywhere. You yeah, know what I mean? For, for us, going 4-7, and seven, that's making progress. That's moving exactly. upwards. That is our super exactly. That's going downwards. Exactly. Exactly. Now, yes. Ben, you mentioned Deontay Johnson, and he's been a pretty elite wide receiver for the last couple of years. What's happened this year? I mean, he has More zero, players zero, have stepped up. Zero touchdowns this year, only 505 yards. I mean... More players have stepped up. It's that simple. It's it's. It, I mean, the the the, uh, the the amount of offensive change that has happened is mm-hmm. is huge. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. The the fact that we now have George Pickens, that's a huge one. Pat Frymuth has taken big a big step up. Yeah. Right. Huge yes. step up. Um. The running game now in the past in the past what I think three games we're now fourth in the in the league. Najee Harris has stepped up, but also. Jalen Warren, the undrafted rookie, has played a huge role as running back too, mm-hmm. coming in for him. Kenny Pickett, Pickett can run. So, you know, with, with Ben Roethlisberger last year, we had a guy that was immobile and could mm-hmm. not throw over 20 yards. That's very hard to win football games. You know what yeah. I mean? Big man would just drop back, and he would just dump it off five yards and let the wide receivers do all the work. That was Deontay Johnson's game, you know? Uh, now now with a mobile quarterback and the new kinks in the offense, um, Johnson's going to have to see that he's going to have to take a step back for this team to succeed. Yeah. That's that's the big part. It's kind of like Baker Mayfield for the Browns in uh, 2020. You know, you, you okay. look you look at his past couple of years, his past couple of seasons, he had unbelievable numbers, unbelievable mm-hmm. numbers. And then he stepped it back, and they actually made the playoffs, and they actually started succeeding. You know, so that's the biggest thing that I see going on moving forward. All right. Well, we're nearing the end, but I wanted to do a special little thing after last night okay. because last night was the most depressing gut-wrenching, just utter domination against this Pistons team in a while. And everybody knows I'm a big Pistons fan. I mean, I think everybody knows that. But this is 
here it is. I'm gonna I'm gonna set a timer for two minutes, right? I'm I'm gonna go on a two minute rant. I'm gonna limit it to two minutes and two minutes only. Ben, I I, I can I can turn off our headphones if you want, so we can just like <laughs> tune it out if you want. <laughs> so, oh, the Pistons. Where do I begin with Detroit the Detroit basketball. Pistons? Detroit basketball. Um, last night was just bad. Nobody played well. Sadiq Bey didn't make a single three pointer in five shots. Bad. He did have a couple good drives to the rim. I'll give him that. But I mean, why are you? Sh- I don't know what happened to his jumper. What happened to Sadiq's jumper is the world's biggest anomaly. Because I, I don't, I don't know. Nobody knows what happened to it. He just can't make a three anymore. He's gonna drive into the rim. He can get to the rim. He's strong. He makes strong plays, but he just can't buy a bucket. It seems like. So Sadiq's been disappointing. Um, Jaden Ivey's been injured with a knee injury, which has really hindered this offense because we've really been depending on Jaden Ivey since Kate Cunningham went down with a shin injury, which might require season-ending surgery, which is just just terrible for a second-year player that already is riddled with injuries last season. Um, Boyan Bogdanovich had that nasty leg injury against the Cavaliers where basically he just got his leg stepped on and it wasn't called foul. Um, the injuries this season have been detrimental. I mean, Isaiah Stewart just came back last night after a seven-game absence. You've seen Alec Burks and Marvin Bagley both miss the first 13 games of the season with different injuries, Marvin Bagley going down in the preseason. Injuries have been a major part of this team's lack of success, if you will. A lot of people were like, oh, the Pistons are my sleeper. The Pistons have a lot of sneaky talent. The Pistons could be good. Nobody expected the Pistons to be mainly injured. I mean, a couple games ago, we were down our entire starting lineup from opening night. That's the problem. I mean, and the big problem is Kate Cunningham. Kate Cunningham's out. Kate Cunningham is the face of the Detroit Pistons, and he's been out. So it's mainly injuries, and we have had one of the toughest schedules in the league. We've had six back-to-backs, and we had a six-game road trip on the West Coast, and we come back to the East Coast the night after to play a East Coast game. That's been my two minutes. That's my Pistons rant about the injuries, and Dwayne Casey needs to be fired because he can't do a damn rotation. Well, there you Pardon go. my French. That was, there that, that was yeah. So yeah. I, w- I was going to ask a question quickly about Dwayne Casey for yeah. you guys. You think he should be fired? Quick question, who do you want instead? Is there any guy Chaunce, that stands there, out to There's you? one guy that's really stood out to me, and it's Chauncey Billups. Ooh. Look what he's done with this Portland Blazers, Portland Trailblazers team. Nobody expected Chauncey Billups to be a good head coach at all. Everybody was like, oh, just another co-player, ex-player trying to become a coach, like whatever. He has been a very good coach. I like his schemes. I like the way he runs his offense. And to bring – just think about this. Chauncey Billups won a championship in 2004, finals MVP, had a great playoffs. Mr. Big Shot. Imagine Chauncey Billups coming in, a young coach with a young team. He's had history with Detroit. He's won championships with Detroit. He comes in, and he wins the Pistons their fourth championship, kind of like Joe Dumars stepped into that uh, president of basketball operations role after he won two championships with the bad boy Pistons to win with the goal to work Pistons. These Pistons, I'm donning them the back-to-work Pistons. This team's going to get back to work, and it's going to be led by Chauncey Billups. You know who I want on that sideline with him? Rasheed Wallace. Ooh. Rasheed Wallace is an amazing assistant coach, in my opinion. And that's that's kind of who I want. Now, will there be other options? Sure. Is Ime Adoka out there? Yes, he's a good coach, but I don't want him here due to moral reasons. Same with Miles Bridges being a free agent and the Pistons being linked to wanting him. Please don't sign him. Troy Weaver, if you're listening to this, please do not sign Miles Bridges. Please, please do not sign that man. I do not want to watch him on my basketball team every single night. Thanks. Okay. Now I can't wait for the episode where you're going to have to, like, 
episode a two-minute timer of like yep. a message to a, a message to Troy Weaver. Why did why you, you done sign this? Miles Bridges? No, but I feel like we're gonna find the right coach. It's Dwayne Casey. Give him a front office role. He'll be fine. All right, he'll be fine in the front office. Keep him with this team because I, I've met Dwayne. I've interviewed Dwayne. He's a great guy. He he has a, he has a good heart. He has he wants what's best for this team. Just he has such an old style of coaching, mm-hmm. and that's kind of where we're gonna end it here. Um, thank you guys for joining me today. Thank you everybody for listening. Um, it was a good episode today. Good episode. We got some, we got some good good topics in here. Join us in two in two weeks from today, not next Wednesday, but the Wednesday after, for some more sports talk. Maybe we'll talk some NBA. We'll talk some NFL playoffs, some college football playoff, because that'll be a big thing coming up then. That'll be a big thing coming up then. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for listening. This was Sweet Seats, episode two of season 10. Have a great Wednesday and a great rest of your week.